hey, welcome to the Lens of Faith podcast. Today, I welcome the most adorable guests. Yes, and they're all under the age of 13. And they are my two nieces and my nephew. And they're going to share their own encounters with Jesus as we talk about the importance of a childlike faith. You know, when the disciples were arguing about who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, they looked at Jesus and Jesus answered them by grabbing a child to his side and said, unless you become like one of these little children, you will never enter the kingdom of God. I mean, those are big words, right? Jesus wants us to think like a child, to see like a child, and to believe like a child because their hearts are pure. I'll start off by introducing Ashlyn with a tender heart. Then we have sweet Emily. She's the affirmation. You know, she writes love letters to Jesus. She's wrote me the most priceless, sweetest love letters that I'll treasure forever. (laughs) Then we have cool Caleb. That's very bold. When God first put this message on my heart to speak about, I was going to just do it solo. But then he just gave me the idea to have Ashlyn and Emily sharing their heart as well. They are the perfect examples of what it looks like to have a childlike faith. They not only love Jesus, but they've had very powerful encounters, in fact, even an outer body experience and visions and dreams that really most adults haven't even had. All three of them are joining us now from California. So hi, Ashlyn. Hello. How are you, darling? I'm good. How are you? Good. Hey, Emily. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Are you ready? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are you girls nervous? <laughs> I'm nervous? I am nervous though now. You have no reason to be nervous. We're just going to talk about Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you girls are so cute. Let's bring a boy into the mix. Hey, Caleb. Hi. How are you, handsome? Good. What you doing? Eating cereal? I'm starving. (laughs) You're living the life, just eating the Fruit Loops, chilling? So I wanted you guys to come on today because when I think of children that really love Jesus and hear from God, you guys have dreams, you're really connected to who He is, um, I really just think of you three. It's so beautiful, your relationship with Jesus. And with Ashlyn, you know, I led you to Christ three years ago when you were nine years old, and I'll never forget that special day. How was that day for you? It was awesome. I kind of felt free. Oh, you felt free? Yeah. Do you want to tell a little more about that day? I remember we went on a picnic and um, we were painting um, nails and you're telling me about Jesus. And then I think we were talking about him. Yes, I remember all the details. That was such a special day. I'll never forget that day. Yeah. I don't know if you know that I actually was five years old when I asked Jesus into my heart, and it wasn't just a prayer. I had a real encounter with Jesus at five years old. It was after church on Sunday, and we got home, and my mom was cooking lunch, and I asked her, and I don't really remember this, but she tells me this word for word, you know, because I was five years old. I started tugging on her shirt, and I said, I want Jesus, Mommy. I want Jesus. And uh, she thought it was something I just heard in Sunday school, so she kind of didn't take me seriously. Seriously, you know, but I was so persistent and I kept tugging on her and I said, I want Jesus, mommy. I want Jesus. And so she saw I was serious. So she said, if you still want Jesus after we eat lunch, then I'll pray with you. 
So right after lunch, I jumped off my chair and I ran up to her and I said, I want Jesus, mommy. And she knew I was serious. And so she prayed with me and she said it was the happiest day of my life. I was running around the house nonstop smiling like I couldn't stop smiling all day. And that was my first real encounter with Jesus is when I asked him into my heart at age of five. You know, as a child, it's easier to believe in everything that Jesus tells us and who he is, and we don't have that doubt or that lack of trust, right? But as we get older, you know, adults, they start to get hurt and disappointed, and things don't happen the way that we planned them to happen. Life doesn't look the way we wanted it to, and we could end up jaded, and our hearts can get a little hard, and it keeps us from hearing Jesus' voice and from really encountering him and believing in who he says he is and all the things that God wants us to do, we start to lose our wonder, right? But Jesus wants us to get back to that place. Yes. So actually in our bathroom, we have a verse on this like board that says, never lose your wonder. Kids are like filled with wonder and stuff. (laughs) Oh, I love it. And yes, they are. What a beautiful reminder. So, Emily, let me start out by asking you, what's your favorite thing about Jesus? My favorite thing about him is that, like, we could do things so bad, but he'll always forgive us, and he'll always be there to help us when we're, like, broken. Honestly, that might be my favorite thing. Well, I know it's up there for sure. (laughs) That's so true. So much wisdom for your age. You know, I don't think you really have experienced what it's like to be broken, but you know what it's like to have Jesus be there for you at all times, no matter what. You know, he will never leave us or forsake us. Isn't that a beautiful promise? Yeah, we could feel so broken and like depressed, but like if we just, we could give it all up to him and he'll just... Make us feel like so wonderful and good inside. It's really that simple, right? Hi, Caleb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caleb, I'm going to ask you the same thing. What's your favorite thing about Jesus? That he died on the cross for us. Oh, I know. We wouldn't be saved if it wasn't for that, right? John three sixteen. I know it. God loved the world so much that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not be lost but have eternal life. Amen, Caleb. Yay. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) (laughs) I love that verse. Okay, and then what about you, Ashlyn? What's your favorite thing about Jesus? No matter how lonely you get, you always have him by your side. Oh, he's a constant friend, right? I know. I always tell people, Jesus is my best friend. There's no one like him, right? Yeah. Amen to that. (laughs) (laughs) So, Caleb, I remember when I came to visit a few months ago, and we were just chilling at Grandma's house, and you were drawing, you were coloring on a paper, and you told me that Jesus speaks to you. And I asked you, how many times does Jesus speak to you? And what did you tell me? Is it 17 or 15 or something? 17 or 15 or something, huh? (laughs) Okay, that's seven-year-old math right there. (laughs) You know, that's amazing that you have this constant conversation with Jesus, right? And it's because children are so sensitive to Jesus' voice. You know, as adults, we get happy if we hear from Jesus once a day. (laughs) But children hear from Jesus often. Um, He prays, and then like if he's looking for something, a cheese or book or anything, God will tell him where it is. Helps me do everything. I love him. 
protects me, so I'm not scared of the dark or anything. Aw. How does he speak to you girls? He speaks through many ways for me. Sometimes it's like if I'm just reading a book or something, I'll just feel something that come upon me. Oh, the Holy Spirit. Yes. And if I'm looking for something, like like if I'm looking just anything, even if it's like a purse or something, he'll just help me find it right when I pray. And when sometimes I get dreams. We both got a dream once, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll talk about that in a minute. I can't wait. Okay. <laughs> how about you Ashlyn how does he speak to you he speaks to me through dream, um, dreams or when someone like I can he speaks to me when I feel like other people's emotions he kind of speaks to me and tells me what to do so he's giving you like discernment with people and like an empathetic you're very tender Ashlyn so it's like an empathetic heart that you have where it's almost like it's happening to you a little bit right when people go through stuff yeah it kind of makes me sad yeah, that's the compassion of Jesus. And that's how he feels for us when things happen to us. He also feels that, that compassion and he's empathetic and he can relate to things that we go through. That's a beautiful gift to have, but it can also be a hard quality to have, you know, because of the heavy emotions that people can carry. That's why it's so important to stay closely connected to Jesus so we can love people the way that Jesus loves people. Okay. <laughs> You both had a sleepover and had a very powerful encounter with Jesus. Yeah. Yes. You want to share what happened, Emily? So, like two years ago, we had a heavenly encounter with God. We were in Ashton's house, and before it was getting late, and we were playing with like these dolls that they're kind of like 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 beauty pageant dolls. So before, and then we went. We're going in bed, and it was around, like, 10.30, and she had, like, a car-themed nightlight that projects to the ceiling. So we were just, like, I was looking at it, and then it turned into, like, creepy dolls. And I was, like, scared because it was, like, so creepy. And then Ashton was, like, say and stop it, like, said it, like, loud. And then I was closing my eyes, and then when I looked up again, it was just regular. So then we went under the covers and we started, she started sharing her own version of the Daniel and the lion's den. And then after that, we, we started praying and then I was filled like with power, you know? Wow. We both looked up and we saw like this rectangle filled of trees and colors, like food, gifts and grass and everything. And we were both asking like God questions and he was answering them. He was like above us in a throne. And then God was like, he was sending the answers down. Wow. Wow. What questions were you asking him? Just like regular questions we would have. We were kind of just asking for peace. So his, his answers were like statements. And then Ashlyn, Ashton started getting the answers from him. So, and then Ashton was falling into a pit and then Jesus grabbed her and pulled her out of it and then told her it's going to be okay. And then her body felt like flat, like a board and she went up and she felt Jesus hug her. And then we both, she pretended that she couldn't fall asleep. So then her mom said, go down to grandma. So then we both ran downstairs and woke her, my grandma up. 
like we were so excited and like started telling her that that she couldn't open her mouth she can't say anything bad because we were just filled with glory she had a really big smile and she said we were connected and we were just saying how wonderful it was and we just like felt so much like glory in the presence of god and then ashton was like healed like free wow I just want to tell you that I'm like crying right now because I just feel God's presence when you shared that, Emily. That was such a beautiful encounter you had with Jesus. And I just feel his presence right now. Yeah. And Ashlyn, what were you healed from after that encounter with Jesus? I kind of felt like I didn't have, I didn't have so much worries. I felt like I didn't have to like carry that, um, carry like my anxiety with me and stuff. I kind of felt like I didn't have to worry about all those thoughts that were racing my head. It was kind of like just blank, and I liked it. It was nice. Wow. So he gave you complete peace, and he cleared your mind, and he freed you from anxiety in that moment. Yeah. I know it was two years ago, Ashlyn, but what do you remember from that night? I just remember what Emily said. So Emily was just asking God questions, and I kind of, for some reason, I knew the answers to them. So I was telling her um, what the answers were. And she's like, how do you know the answers to my question? Like, I, she didn't even tell me one of the questions. I just said, randomly, I just said the answer. <laughs> she was kind of just like, really? And um, she told me what her question was. And I was like, oh, God must have told me then. And then after that, we were like, what I said about the music notes, all I remember, it's like, I remember what she said, but I specifically remember like a sheet of music notes and hearing music. And then I remember hearing her like come along to it. And then I remember we going to ask mom if saying mom, we couldn't sleep. So we went downstairs and we were talking, uh, grandma, we were telling her. And then I just remember the big smile she had and she, her eyes were really big. And she was saying like, um, you guys are connected. Oh, I'm so happy. And then, um, I, I just remember being so connected with Emily then and kind of just, um, just feeling so, I just felt really free. I felt so good, like awesome that like, I just want other people to feel this way and feel like how good it was to feel his presence. Like it was just so impactful, even though it was two years ago, we still remember the powerfulness of that moment. Like that was probably the best moments of our life because like, yeah, (laughs) before that we really didn't have like something like that. But I want other people to feel how good it was because everything with him is like in heaven. It's like perfect. You know, just be so great. Yes. And amen. Wow. How amazing. God came in and he spoke the same exact thing to both of you guys. You both knew. And, you know, that would be impossible if it wasn't God, right? Yeah. It's like, how did you both know? It was like you were almost one person. Yeah, definitely. I know, right? And ever since that day, I've been getting dreams of Emily. Like I get dreams of Emily doing something like really cool and teaching other people the Bible. Like I get dreams of her doing things like me with her all the time. And I feel the same way when I'm with her too. Because of this powerful encounter that you both had, you have a spiritual bond now and you're tied to each other. We actually feel like even though we're cousins, we actually like call each other like sisters because we feel so like, like, we're so close. She's this, She's my sister from far, far away. <laughs> well, you guys are blood relatives, so you are really connected like sisters. But, you know, uh, you are sisters in Christ for sure. And you know what really connects both of you, right? 
is that both of you have a very tender love for Jesus, and you both experienced that very powerful encounter together, which has really connected you and bonded both of you girls. A Jesus bond is not easily broken. I remember returning after one trip visiting you girls, and I was unpacking my suitcase, and I found the sweetest love note from you, Ashlyn, and you were like nine years old. And you said, Auntie Lily. Yes, that's my nickname. Now everybody knows. <laughs> you said, you are a princess and a superhero. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> really? And I love you, and we all love you. You're the best. And I just busted out in laughter on how cute the note was and how much it touched me. But then the Holy Spirit spoke to me in that moment. He said, when do people grow up and stop believing who they truly are? You see, God has created us to be princesses of the king and superheroes of the faith. But sadly, somewhere along the path of disappointment and rejection, insecurity settles in. We start believing that we're not worthy, and the world tells us that we're not enough. But God tells us differently, and His love letter, the Word of God, is always true. But this only becomes a reality when we believe it. Yeah, sharing like God, stuff about God, sharing it to other people, that actually like makes you like even if you may not have wings, but like that actually makes you like an angel with God of God. Because you share his testimony and everything. It brings, like, like superheroes, they, like, save people. You, like, sharing um, information about God, it actually saves people's lives Amen. from going to hell. Yeah. So you are, like, your own superhero. Right? Everyone has their inner superhero. So true, so true. Yeah. But it's really because God's the superhero, not us. But when he's in us, then we're like superheroes because he's in us, right? But apart from him, we are not superheroes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because you won't be superheroes if you're sharing bad stuff. Right, right. (laughs) Only when you're like talking about God because you have God. Amen. I wanted to say like um, being, you have to have imagination sometimes to get through the hard times and see Jesus. Sometimes you need that little bit of imagination to help you get through it. Right. Um, And it's so true because that's what, like, when you can dream and you can imagine things, that's because Jesus is supernatural. He's not like things that you see. He's, He's higher than that, right? He's supernatural. And as adults, a lot of times we don't believe in things that don't make sense to us, right? Because we've been hurt or um, someone has failed us or, you know, there's trust issues, right? But as a child, we don't have that yet. And so Jesus can tell us there's a dragon outside and we'll believe him, right? Because as a, as a child, you believe whatever Jesus tells you. It's the same as like when you're a child and your your mom or dad tells you to jump into their arms off like a couch or off like, you know, a rock or something, right? And you don't even think about it. You just jump because you trust your mom or dad, right? They're not going to do anything. They're not going to drop you, right? But then as we become adults, a lot of times we lose that trust and it's hard for us to trust God or people, right? So God wants us to get back to the place that he could tell us anything. He could give us his wild imagination and we believe it right away because he said it. Yeah, Yeah. imagination is, like, so strong 
that you like you could like as a kid you could like think there's like a monster in the closet or something like it's so strong but trusting god he'll help use to you to use that imagination like in a powerful way and you could see amazing things I remember me and Emily used to have this, um, we had this big imagination of this girl, Samantha, <laughs> of this girl, Samantha, we made this, we made this for, and we thought this girl, Samantha was coming over us and we we're praying to God, hoping she would, she was, um, so- she was coming to us and we we're praying to God that she didn't come for us. And we never <laughs> talked about the name Samantha ever since. Ever again. <laughs> Don't ever say Samantha. Like we were, we were in a tent. Like even if we just say Samantha, like we're like, like eyeing each other. <laughs> we were like in a tent and we were scared and like Samantha's coming. <laughs> we we used to always zombie. say that. She was like the evil babysitter or something. <laughs> the evil babysitter. I love it. <laughs> Ashlyn, what would you say is the biggest difference between how a child sees Jesus and how an adult does? Okay, so children are like, like how you said, imagine, like how I said, imagination. So they believe in like dragons and princesses and fairies. So they're very, like when they hear about God, of course, uh, I feel like they're going to believe it. They're not going to be like, oh, that's not real because they already have this big imagination of drags, dragons, princesses, like fairy tales. And then when they hear about, like, because they hear about God, they're probably like, oh, yeah, that's probably true. And they are more accepting to it than adults. I I feel like adults don't have that kind of just that um, they have their guards up. Yeah, they need like a boost. Yeah, they need a boost of imagination and confidence. Kids, they already have that. Like, they already believe in princesses and dragons. They believe in mermaids. Um, Believing in, like, God is, like, it's no different to them. It's like... It's like imagine their imagination is just they can it's easy for them to be acceptable to like um, believing in God. Yeah, adults are told that none of that's true, so they stop believing in things like that, right? Yeah, and the yeah. same with God. You know, they're told that God isn't real or it's not true or things are impossible, so they stop believing that God will do things, right? Yeah, or maybe they prayed to God and God didn't answer them the way they wanted to, or things happen to them and they're like, oh God, you're supposed to love me and do everything that I want and keep me happy. And then, so they stop believing in God and they stop believing that he's good and they start to live with disappointment and they lose that wonder that God wants us to have again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like if they like start believing God, like, okay, I'm going to put my trust in him and like something doesn't happen or like they didn't do something that they were supposed to do. And if something doesn't work out for them, they'll blame it on God and they'll say, oh, he was supposed to help me. Now I'm not going to believe in him. It's like a defense system for them. They just like have this blame attitude that they just want to blame it on God because they don't want to notice that they actually brought this to themselves. They don't want to accept their consequences for their actions. Come on now. Preach, Ashlyn. Yeah, and so God wants us to go back to being like a child where we believe without a doubt that He is good, He is perfect, that He has our back, right? That He gives us the desires of our heart. God wants us as adults to go back to that childlike faith that we believe in supernatural things. We believe in the impossible. We believe in His promises. We believe everything, right? He wants us to go back to that. 
Yeah. Yes. Part of the reason why God says that children are the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, and you have to become like a child in order to be in the kingdom of heaven, is because they trust. They trust without doubt. They trust their parents. They fully depend on them to meet every need without question or doubt. They are full of wonder. They easily believe in the supernatural without needing convincing. They're humble, you know, like your vision that you had. When children see or hear the supernatural, they are quick to believe that it's true without a doubt. They don't need to research it, ask for an opinion, or pray about it to fully believe. But along the way, as we grow up and after disappointments, we develop a different mindset. We see God differently, but He has never changed. Instead, we have. You know, Jesus says that we must become like a child. It's not an option. The Holy Spirit has revealed to me the importance of becoming childlike in order to walk in our purpose and access God's heart. To go before God as a child is to go before God stripped of our sins and doubts, full of wide-eyed inspiration that comes from total faith. Going before God as a child is to expect awe-inspiring greatness. Is God going to be there when I need Him? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) See, children say yes without hesitation. You see, children are not jaded or skeptical. They easily trust, believe, and hope for the best. And they have great faith. They are meek and humble. They don't worry about the future. And it's what God requires of us. But as adults, we have the tendency to become cynical with age, while a child has yet to be touched by the concerns of the world. So children don't have adult hurdles in their race with God. You know, God is always speaking and He's always moving, right? Do you girls have any cool stories to share about things that happen in your everyday life? I was here at my house with my grandma, and she was like studying. And I had an opportunity to like go on a snow trip with the family. And then I was going, I wanted to go so bad. I was like, yeah, yeah, I was already starting to pack. And then um, she was like, oh, why don't you stay here and study with me? And like, I was just like, what should I do, you know? And I eventually stayed with her. And when it was my birthday, I had like a surprise snow trip, which was even better because I got to go to one of my best friend's family and we stayed in a cabin and and then I got to go like to a circus place for my birthday and it was even better than I could have had with the other trip. So since I listened and stayed and like was reading the Bible and everything, I got to do something better. Yes, it's so important to listen and obey because God's plan is always better. I remember there was this one time God told me to go talk. I was in fifth grade. God told me to go talk to this girl. So I did. And then we ended up being best friends throughout the whole year. When she texted me, uh, she I was having a hard day. And then she randomly texted me after like two years. Uh, and she was just like, she texted me right when I was having like a bad day. Yeah. And she started talking to me and made my day a whole bunch better. Yeah, it might seem random, but really when you're a follower of Jesus, nothing is random and everything has a purpose. He knew exactly what you needed that day, Ashlyn. You know, sometimes God is going to ask us to do things that seem impossible and it's really hard to do it and it's really hard to wait, but it's very important to hold on to what God has told us to do. Yeah, no matter what happens, there's always going to be 
no matter how weird it seems, like God will tell you something and it could be the weirdest thing ever, but it's, but it's going to have something, it's going to turn out very good. It's just, you got to wait, even though it seems weird, you got to wait for the little things become big until the little things become big things. Yeah. It may look like, like it's going to fall apart, but like there was like one hour could change the whole thing, make it like so powerful. It just depends what what choice you want to make. Hey Amen. Things can change in a blink of an eye, but it's important to hold on and don't give up. Ashlyn, I remember something very powerful happening to you. I think you were in your bed and you woke up and you visited heaven or something like that. Um, can you tell us that story? Oh, I was sleeping in bed and um, I kind of just like, it felt like there's a lot of energy in me. And then, um, I was like, I was like, I was looking at Google map earth and it was like, if I was zoomed into like how I look right now. And then I was like zooming out and zooming out and just like, it's on Google earth where you just zoom out and you can like see, um, like space and you're just like, but I went beyond space kind of wow. for some reason I could see my body. I could literally see myself <laughs> laying down. Was it like you went to heaven? Yeah, it was. It was like, it kind of just felt like peaceful up there. And there was like, it was just kind of, it was very light. It was clouds around me and I just felt like free. It just felt, it just felt kind of amazing. It was like an out of body experience. It was like, it was just very peaceful. And I could, I just felt very connected to God. I just felt like this, like I couldn't, I didn't feel like that, um, how, um, like feel like connected to like the ground. Like I, the gravity was pulling me down. I kind of felt, yeah, it was like I was floating. Like I've, I've always had these dreams of like where I'm flying and just like, I'm kind of just, I don't, I'm out of my body basically. And I'm just flying around. And, but as soon as I wake up before I wake up, I'm falling. And then I'll wake up because like, if someone's trying to wait, someone would try to wake me up once when I was like, I was like flying and someone tried to wake me up and then I just start falling. But then I would think about God and I just like, I was flying again. It was like, it's kind of like the more I thought about God, the more, the higher I got when I was flying. Wow. And it was, it just, it's very peaceful. And it, it was just very awesome to experience. What do you think the purpose of that was? I think it was kind of to realize because I was kind of, I was questioning a little bit if God was real or not, but then I got that <laughs> when you ever, after you talked to me, I started getting those dreams. Like you, um, you showed me God after that. I was like getting those dreams that was because, um, when we and Emily had that experience, it was like when we were like, how old were we? Like 10? 11. We were 11. Yeah, we were 11. Wow. What amazing encounters you girls have. You know, God takes you to heaven. He gives you vivid visions and dreams. He really wants to use you girls to display his glory and to tell others how real Jesus really is. You know, as you grow up and you get older, you're going to go through a lot of adversity. But no matter what happens in your life, you will never forget how real Jesus is because of these encounters you're having. I believe this is just the beginning for you girls, and he's going to continue to use you to display his wonders. Yes, I know. Those stories are really so amazing. What would you girls say is the biggest difference between you and grown-ups? They have like worries like about financial things and about their family 
that they just they'll like forget or not really care like to pray or anything that they'll just like worry about life first but like what you gotta do is like do what i just said because he'll help you do that like you won't he'll take away your worries they stress a lot (laughs) yes we do when you just don't lose your wonder yeah amen have faith in what like you're doing and have faith in god Oh, that's beautiful. Don't lose your wonder. That's what he wants from us, to not lose our wonder. Yeah. That's beautiful. (laughs) I love that. And if you, like, recently had a kid, like, you should give it up to God so he could um, show the kids, like, the path to him and help him throughout their life because that would be really meaningful, too. Yes, so true. And it's so true what you said about how adults, they just immediately start to stress and worry and want to fix it themselves. But it's so true what you said, when something happens to us that's out of our control, to immediately go to Jesus and turn to him first and not to worry or stress. Because he says, don't worry, just like the, the sparrows, you know, and the lilies, I take care of everything and they don't worry, right? Yeah. And that's what he wants from us, no matter what age we are, to not worry and to really just give everything to him because he has us in his hands and he is in control. Yeah. Yeah. He cares about every single little thing that you care about. Right. Like you may think like, oh, why would he care about this? He's like the most powerful like person. Right. That he doesn't have to care about this, but he does because he cares about you and whatever you care about, he cares about. Yeah, that makes him so special. That's one of the traits of God that I'm so amazed by and that helps me to keep my wonder is that how can the creator of the whole universe that just spoke everything into existence, he's so great that he's named all the stars, but still he thinks about us more than the grains of sand on the seashore. (laughs) That's a lot. Yeah. Yes. Okay, one last question for you girls before we wrap up today. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. What advice would you give to adults about Jesus? I would say to pray if you're a new believer and God's telling you something or you just have like a person in your mind or anything, just pray to him and ask him like to show you what to do and like help you whatever you're going through if you're going through something. And read the Bible because the Bible could show you a lot of things that will like open more doors for you. And like you could, it'll show you what, like how you could react to situations. Yes, yes, yes. And just like pray and read the Bible and worship him because like it shows him you want him and like it helps you. He speaks to you when you're doing things that like represent him. Amen. Yeah. Words of wisdom from a child. (laughs) (laughs) If you're stressing about something he does care about and he will want to help you get through it. Yes, he is our great comforter. Let's check in with Caleb. (laughs) He took a break, but I think he's back. (laughs) Caleb, what would you say to adults about Jesus? That they have to follow Jesus and that it will be good and the devil lies to them and everything. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, girls, any last words? Yes. I want to say one thing. Jesus loves us. Yes, we know. 
For the Bible tells us so. Little ones to him belong. They, They are weak, but he is strong. strong. Aww. Well, I love you girls so much. I love you, Auntie Lily. We love you. We love you so much. And thank you for introducing me to God. <laughs> I love you. That was the best day ever, right? Bye, Caleb. I love you. I love you too. Emily, do you want to pray for us? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today that we were able to talk about you and share with the world how beautiful and how great you are to everybody. I just pray right now that everybody gets an encounter with you. They have a childlike faith and that they'll put their trust in you and believe that you have a plan for their life and that everything that you share with them will affect their life in a good way and it'll go on for generation after generation and that they'll be able to share it with their children and their grandchildren and on until you have a giant kingdom of children. And I also pray that they'll have the bonus to tell people about Jesus and they'll be bold and they won't be shy, that they'll, they'll feel that it's an opportunity and that they'll do it <laughs> and more people come in your kingdom and they won't care about what people think. Amen. 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 Subscribe at leahmariecarson.com and follow on Instagram at The Lens of Faith. Remember, life becomes clearer when we focus through the lens of faith. Talk to you soon. Oh, 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 oh